we are going to break down call night success, how to build massive momentum in your organization. Welcome back to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. I'm your host, Matt Smith, the founder of All or Nothing in Real Estate. This podcast is a movement to give back to this amazing industry that's given so much to me and my family. So today, I'm just going to dive right into the value. Um, We're going to break down call night success, how to build massive momentum in your organization. And so if you're listening to this and you are an agent, you're a team leader, you're a broker owner, and you want to build momentum and have massive success with massive action in your business, this podcast is for you. And as always, we don't teach theory. This is proven. We have done this. We literally just had our best call night ever on our team. We set 52 appointments in one night. And so we're going to break down that process. And let's say call nights aren't for you. This podcast will still be relevant because the process is similar. We're going to even break down how we can take that call night momentum and we're going to turn it into how you can input that into your daily business, whether you're an agent, whether you're a team leader, whether you're a broker owner, and how you can use those mo- the momentum and those principles that led to that success in your everyday business. And so without further ado, we have a special guest on the episode today, Lauren Pimentel. Lauren, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Matt. I'm looking forward to going over our Mega Call Night success and giving back to the real estate community. Well, thank you for taking the time to be here. Um, Lauren is a resident guest that is contributing um, multiple times on this podcast, um, just has a heart of gold and has great information and great insight to share with everyone. So, Lauren, we appreciate you taking the time to be here. Thanks for having me. Let's so, dive right uh, in. Those- Those of you that haven't met Lauren before, Lauren, just a quick intro. She's a top producing agent on our team year after year after year. Um, And she is now transitioned to leading our Lake of the Ozarks branch office, being a sales manager and a top producer. And she still has time to be a phenomenal mom. So um, she does it all. So um, and she's a guest on a podcast pretty regularly. So. Um, so I think that it's really, really helpful, Lauren, for, for you as the, the sales manager perspective, you really, you're, so you have sales manager's perspective, you have leadership perspective, you also have as an agent perspective. And so 52 appointments in one day, one night, um, as a team, and we had, I don't know, 18 to 20 agents, right? So it wasn't like we had hundred agents setting those, right? Like, so everyone participate, everyone that participated had amazing results. And so if someone's listening and saying, I've tried call nights before, I really want to get momentum in my business. Like, what is the first step? How would you break this down for them? Uh, the first step is just laying out your plans and your intention. So what are your goals for call night? What are, what's your end game? Um, are you, and then planning it from start to finish. Who are you going to call? What's the competition going to be? What's your theme going to be? Um, taking time to personally invite each and every person on your team. Um, and then not just getting the agent buy-in, but the entire team, the operation department and the marketing department, they're equally as much a backbone to the company. Um, so just getting everyone's um energy, getting everyone's commitment, laying out the plan and making it simple um, and clear of what's going to be accomplished that night. A hundred percent. I'm taking notes here. Um, One of the things I think we could share, Lauren, um, we have, we have, um, we build a lot of processes for our organization. Um, I think we should refine this process of this success, put it on paper and share with the people. What do you think? I love that. A little checklist, make a call night checklist. 
I love it. So we will we will get that prepared and created. If you're listening to this, you want to copy, just send me a message. Um, send me an e- send, don't send me an email. I hate email. Um, send me <laughs> a message. Um, send it on social. Uh, send me uh, if you have my number, text me, whatever. Just get a hold of us um, one way, shape, or form, um, and we will get you a copy of that. Um, so so we can help you actually put what put what we're talking about actually in a checklist format and um, help you get into that productive action. But I think. Like, as you were saying that, Lauren, like step one is you got to have a plan, right? Like I'm the king of just wing it, right? Like I'll just, I can wing it and make shit happen. Um, and I think a lot of, a lot of people that are listening to our show are maybe in that similar mindset because that's a lot of successful people just don't let um, analysis um, get them paralyzed, right? They don't have paralysis by analysis. And so I think that um, they just take action. But sometimes you need to make sure that you know what what target you're shooting at. And especially if you're in a leadership capacity, like I can go to a call night and have success just by taking massive action. But how do you get a big group of people to have that momentum, that inspiration, that plan, that that certainty um, that you have to create within your people to, hey, this is going to work if you follow ABC. And so I think it reminds me of a quote. Um, I love my quotes, but. I think if I would ask anyone on here, do you have a call night? Do you is your plan to fail? Well, no, we don't want to fail. We want to succeed. Well, if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. And so I think it's important that you take the time to prep and plan. Like as an example for this one, we planned about a week in advance. And every single day we would build add a layers to this more clarity, more structure more inspiration, more invitation to invite people to it. And I think over time, that really had a really positive result in the people that showed up, how they showed up with their energy, um, their attitudes, and also the results that we had. Yeah, all great points. And it wasn't just, uh, hey, we're going to call for an hour or two. We called for four straight hours of just on a mission to help people. So So all of those things played a good part in it. 100%. And um, I think so there's a couple things that you said at the beginning that I just want to make sure I'm highlighting because it's literally I had um, I had a very, very successful team leader reach out to me after they saw our post of this success and I had a great conversation with them. And they said, what did you what'd you do? What am I doing wrong? And I said, well, tell me what you're doing. And as they were laying everything out, they they had 80% of it together. Right. Um, like, let's go back to our baking a cake analogy. Right. Like if you if you are baking a cake and you skip one of the 10 ingredients, the cake's not going to taste the same. And also, if you put the cake in, you're supposed to bake it for 20 minutes at 350 degrees. You can't turn the oven up to 700 degrees and bake it for 10 minutes. It's not the same result. And I think too many times we're looking for that shortcut or we're looking for that magic pill. And if you have 80 percent of the puzzle, that doesn't mean you're going to get 80 percent of the results. Sometimes that last 10 or 20 percent is where the extra results come from. And so I think it's the subtleties and the nuances of this process that make all the difference. And again, it's it's not a and I think this will work on an individual level. Like if Lauren was an individual agent and she had this conversation with herself and she really spent that time building this plan for herself, it would work the same. But I think what I have found works really, really well is your environment affects your success. And so are you in an environment of people that are inspired and motivated to take massive action to get these massive results? Are are you around like what is your identity as a person? Are you identifying as someone that, hey, I can come to call night and set one appointment? Or do you identify as a person that can come to call night and set 11 appointments? 
What is your identity? Who are you? Who do you really think you are? What are you real? What do you really think you're capable of? Because we put limitations on ourselves a lot. And if we had a call night previously and didn't have great results, we think that that's going to carry over. And if we think that, guess what? It does carry over. Right. And so I think just understanding, getting that plan together. In addition to that, from a leadership perspective, and again, this doesn't have to be from a sales manager or team leader. When I say leadership perspective, I'm of, of the belief that everyone is a leader to someone. And one of my favorite um, favorite conversations I get to have with people that I coach, people in our organization, is informal leadership. And I think that there's a lot of people that wear the hat of leader and don't realize they wear the hat of leader. Right. And so what can you do to be the informal leader if you're not an actual leader in your organization, in your environment, in your brokerage, in your team to get everyone else inspired and motivated to participate? Because I promise you that energy will affect you in a positive way. Right. Like the participation, the inspiration, the like one of the little things that we do is we have an, a bell that we ring. Right. And so every time you set an appointment, go ring the bell. And everyone's screaming and hollering. And it's just like that energy is infectious. And so what can you do to make it more fun? What can you do to instill that energy into your environment? I also think one of the things that really worked well for us, and Lauren, I want to turn this over to you on your thoughts, is the, um, and, and I believe you hit on this already, but the personal invites, right? So if you're a leader listening to this, um, what what would you, what advice would you give them on the power of instead of just making a post in your private group or sending an email, hey, we're having a call night or just announce it in a sales meeting, what can you do above and beyond that to get more participation and excitement in a call night? Yeah, for me, um, and this is something that wasn't really a light bulb moment until we had multiple events where that was our missing ingredient of the cake was we did not call and personally invite people nope to the event we did not get their personal commitment we did um we didn't let them know that we wanted them here we wanted them here to be a part of the team we wanted them here to make a difference and make an impact in their business um and so for me as soon as we had the date um that was the first thing i did before i did anything else was personally reach out to every single person um, whether it was via a phone call or a personalized video text message, um, if I couldn't reach them on phone was, I want you here at our mega call night that we're having this date, this time, it is going to be so much fun. We're going to have prizes and it's going to make such a big difference in your business. Let me know if you can make it. And I'd be willing uh, to bet, I know Lauren pretty well. I'd be willing to bet in that language, in that dialogue, you you hit on a personal why of theirs that you know, and that call night's going to help them get closer to that. I run two screens all the time, and I have every single person's um, and 2024 goal uh, of what is it that they want to accomplish at the end of the year, whether it's paying off debt, whether it's going on a dream let's, vacation. Let's slow down. Let's slow down really quick. What I want to want you to hear what Lauren just said. She has it pulled up on a screen so she knows it. She memorizes it. She internalizes it. But the thing that most leaders internalize and memorize is the number. Lauren didn't mention the number. Because I believe and Lauren believes what is more important is the why behind the what. So what will the 20 homes this year that Lauren wants to sell, what will that allow you to accomplish in your personal life that you have not accomplished yet? Why is that important? And go in depth with your people 
now we have something that we can lead people and inspire them to come to something like a call night. And it's helping them get closer to their goals, not just a number that is doesn't have meaning. I think we should probably maybe do a whole that's a whole nother show where we could go super in depth on that, because um, I think there's a lot there um, and that we do like at our go to the board exercise as an example. Um, but it's a I want you to understand and, li and listen to that from an agent perspective. Have you went in depth with yourself? Like how many agents if you they said, I want to sell X amount of homes. Awesome. When you sell X amount of homes, what will that do for you in your personal life? Tell me more. What else? Go three, four, five layers deep on that. And that's where you can really impact your, your own life and other people's lives in this business. Because I think we get tied to the number, but we don't understand what that number will do for us. And I think when we really understand that internally, then it helps with that internal inspiration and that motivation to give you the success that you need in this business. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that's one of the biggest difference between just putting something on the calendar and mentioning it in the team meeting of, hey, we're having this mega call night versus having those one-on-one -on -one conversations of I'm here as your business partner. Mm -hmm. This is one of the one of the ways that we're going to help you and we're going to work together to achieve what you told everybody you wanted to achieve this year. And there's there's just so much power in it. It's not you're just another body in the office. We're business partners. Yep. We're here to help hold you accountable to what you said you wanted to do this year. Yep. And I'm just here to do my part as a leader and meet you halfway. Yep. Right. And sometimes that's an accountability. Sometimes that's a reminder. Sometimes that's an invitation. Sometimes that's inspiration. That's giving you a hand up, not a handout um, in any of those leadership dialogues. But that's so good. And I think that's where the personal invites come in. And so I'm going to I'm going to tell on myself and I wrote something down here. Um, part of the value of this podcast, for those of you listening, is I want you to learn from our mistakes so you don't have to repeat them. Right. Success leaves clues. And one of my if everyone's looking for a shortcut. Right. And one of my shortcuts in my journey has I just learned from people that were a step ahead or two steps ahead or 10 steps ahead of me. And I listened intently and I found these little things that made sure instead of I, I'm at a crossroads. Do I, what did I do wrong here? Instead of having to learn that lesson the hard way, I learned from their lesson. And what I want you to take. Um, take note of is learn from this lesson that Lauren said it took a couple of times for her to really have it sink in of how important it was. It took one for me. And here was here was the one. It was from my my personal coach, my good friend, my mentor, John Chetblack. Um, I was having I, I called him uh, or it was one of our coaching calls and we had done we were doing Monday Mayhem at the time and we had 38 appointments in a day. At that point, that was our record. Like, that was amazing. Like, it was awesome. And then we did it again the next week. And the next week, I was, I'll just be frank, I was pissed off. I was disappointed. I was let down because I wanted to build upon the 38. And I thought, if we can do 38, we can do 50. Apparently, we can do 52, right? So, um, but the missing ingredient was because in, this is why John Cheplak is the the goat, right? He just asked, he said, okay, interesting. I, I, I hear you. And I was venting to him. And he said, well, let me ask you this. How many of those people that you expected to show up and expected to set X amount of appointments that day did you call the night before and personally invite? And I literally like stopped and I said, damn it, none. So this is my fault. And he said, yes, but also what does that mean? You're also the solution. 
said, all right, coaching call over. I got to call these people. Right. And like I hung up early and went and started calling people and inviting them and re-enrolling them into our initiative. And I think like for those of you listening, it sounds, well, that's really simple. It's not that big of an impact. It's everything. These steps are crucial. If you leave one out, you are not going to get the desired result. And I promise you, if you just do them consistently, you consistently enroll, you consistently invite, you consistently build that, that simple plan. It makes all the difference in the world. Lauren, any thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, just thinking about, you know, coming from that place of transparency and vulnerability. Um, I've, if you gathered our last three or four call nights, I bet between all of them, we weren't even close to 52 appointments because we weren't following the process that we knew worked for our team. And so um, I think it's just, it's crucial that such a small, simple thing can make all the difference in whether you're successful or not successful. I love it. And most of the time it is the simple things, right? It's, we're looking for the magic bullet. We're looking for this complex calculus equation and, um, I mean, I can I can talk high level with the best of them, but what I really find helpful is how can I break it down to be more simple? Because the more simple you can make it, the easier it is for everyone to comprehend and actually execute on. Too many people get stuck in overwhelm, and so like let's break it down to the the simple simpleness of having a plan. Like our plan is here's who you are calling, here is what you are saying, here's your call cadence. Here's your text template that you're going to send. Here's your email template that you're going to send. And if they don't answer, here's the voicemail that you leave. There is no thought involved. There is no, no way as an agent I can get in my own way and say, well, I just don't know. I didn't know what to do. And so I'm eliminating that excuse that we tell ourselves because here's the plan and we are all doing it together. It sounds so simple and it really is. But how many of you listening actually do that on your call nights? And let, let's take this a step further. What we are using is this call night to build momentum into our daily team prospecting hour. What if you had an environment that had that mentality, that energy, that excitement, that simple plan, that execution on a high level every single day in your organization? How would that look for if you're an agent for your personal business? How would that look for you as a team? If you did that, if 80% of your people did that 80% of the time, what would that look like for your organization or your business? It would be a game changer. It would solve every problem that you have. It really would. Yeah, and the planning, the planning behind the mega call night took maybe two hours and the call list, uh, verifying the templates, uh, reaching out to everybody, less than two hours of prep time to set 52 appointments. Like it's... It, it's a no and that, that includes the invitations that includes the personal in, like right like and once you build the plan like here's the crazy part and i'm telling on myself but the plan isn't anything new it's the same shit that you've been telling the agents to do for the last six months we're just positioning and packaging it differently to hopefully they hear it from a different perspective so they're willing to take action and follow that plan and when they follow that plan and they get good results guess what they want to follow that plan more and more and more and so it does, you don't have to recreate the wheel. You don't have to get like, everyone just overthinks this stuff. Who do you want them to call on a daily basis? Where are the gaps in your database? And what script do you want them to use? That's that's it, right? Like you should know that anyway. 
Now let's take those gaps and identify those and let's package it into here's our call night plan. And in reality, it's here's what we're supposed to do every day plan. But specifically, we're going to do this for call night and we're going to enhance that plan just a little bit, right? And we're going to repackage it. Good stuff. I think one of the things too um, that is important is um, we have adjusted to setting setting commitments, right? So we prep before call night. And Lauren, what is your commitment? You're gonna you're gonna set three appointments. And you're gonna make X amount of dials. Awesome. And we just we set that small target. If you aim small, you miss small, right? Too many times we come in a call night, and what do we what are we working together as a team? How many appointments do we want to set? How many appointments are you going to set as an individual? How many dials? What does the activity look like? Like, and I think if we just break it down into a transparent, if we have, if Lauren has 30 conversations, let me make it, if Lauren has 10 conversations, she's going to set three appointments. So Lauren, how can you get 10 conversations, right? Like, what does that process look like? Um, and I think that it's just so, again, it's so simple. Um, we just overcomplicate it and we allow, we allow ourselves and we allow our teams to go way too broad and way too vague. And we don't make it specific enough when we don't bring them back to the task at hand. And if we can just bring them into, here's what we are doing, here's why we are doing it, and here's the lane I need you to stay in, and I promise you will get results, and we hold them accountable as their business partner, they will get results and they'll want to do the plan more. Yeah, I think another thing on top of the commitments was um, what type of environment are you setting for call night? Is it high energy? Is it an environment of accountability? Um, I think that was another thing that shifted with us as we were holding each other accountable because um, we like to have fun and it's easy to just, instead of making calls, to just joke around and have side conversations. Um, but we were all holding accountable to staying on the phones and setting appointments and making sure that we're either setting a follow-up or setting a, an appointment to meet with them via Zoom or in person. Um, so I think that the the energy and the accountability level too is another crucial ingredient. 100%, 100%. Like you gotta have high energy. You have to have excitement. You have to be, um, I literally was thinking about this uh, yesterday and I, there'll be a video coming out on it soon because it just keeps popping in my head. But I think that your energy and your environment are so crucial. And I believe that, I believe there is no neutral, right? If you're neutral, you're negative. And so whether that be in you're part of the problem or you're part of the solution, if you have, like if you look around, you'll find problems everywhere. Right. There's a reason why I can't go to call night or I can be like, you know what, because of all those problems is why I need to find a solution, why I need to go to call night. That's just that's just our choice as a human. But you can't just be like, well, I know there's a problem. I'm not going to fix it. Well, no, you're part of the freaking problem at that point. Right. Like that's just that's just how I see the world. Right. Wrong or indifferent. It's just how I see it. And so I think if we take that with the environment that we are a part of. I love culture. I'm a culture builder. Culture is everything to me. Like these people that I'm privileged to work alongside every day are my family. And like, I take that very seriously. And it's it's my responsibility as the leader to protect that. And one of the things that I think is important is the energy you bring affects that environment. And so with that mindset of you're either part of the problem, you're part of the solution, there is no neutral, I believe every single day, culture is a living, breathing thing. Culture will be your environment for call night is a living, breathing thing. And every single person that shows up is either infecting that environment or affecting that environment. 
You are either making it better or you are making it worse. Which one are you? Are you someone that is bringing in that infection that is being in that negativity call nights don't work? I don't really want to be here. Or are you someone that's like, I'm going to make the most out of tonight. We have a goal as a team. I'm excited. I'm going to lift someone else up. I'm going to help Lauren set more appointments. And then in result, I'm going to set more appointments. And I think that if we just look at it through that lens of the environment that we're creating around a call night, around a team prospecting hour, around a team meeting, around just an environment in general, if we are either, are we, are we infecting the environment today or are we affecting the environment today? There's a huge difference. But I think so many people just, they they walk in and they try to stay in the middle and say, well, I'll just see how everyone else is. And that's neutral is negative. If that is your mindset, whether it's intentional or not, my opinion on that is you are infecting the environment. With that mindset, with that attitude, you are an infection. You are not affecting positive change. So you are by default making it worse. Lauren, what are your thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah, it's a great point. And, you know, as far as that energy and environment, whenever I say it was four hours of calling, we would call for 50 minutes, have a 10 minute break. Um, we would tally our points. Where are we at with um, where are we at with appointments? Where are we at with lender appointments and conversations? Um, we were able to build on that culture during those breaks. But Whenever we're 50 minutes, it was, hey, we're on. This is what we're doing. Take a mental break. Get right back to it. And uh, I it was it's I can't even explain the energy in the room, but it was so fun. Like those four hours went by so fast. And it was I mean, the the results spoke for themselves. The there were laughs nonstop, just competition. Oh, so and so set an appointment. Now I need to hurry up and get an appointment. The bells ring in while you're on the phone sending another appointment, and it was uh, all of them. It just all came together and was I. It was life changing for our company in the first 100%. quarter. I totally agree. Um, and it it affected our environment. It's, I mean, people are still talking about it, right? Like it was, it was, it was so it was so good. But I think there is um there's you said the contest. I want to break that down a little bit. I think that um most people, especially in sales, are competitive. Um, and so one of the things that we've found success in when we do this and we do it the right way is we create competitions and friendly competition, but it's still competition. There's only oh, one, yeah. <laughs> right? Um we don't we don't believe in the participation trophy society. That's not part of our culture. Now, we want everyone to do great. We just want to do a little bit better than them. Right. Um, and so um, I think that one of the things that I've I've helped coach other team leaders on is how do you create like we go we go playground style like we pick we pick a winner of what is an initiative right now that we are trying to we have been talking about this been a consistent cadence and who is taking that action or is doing, I think you can do results, but I think I like to, I like to reward activities that we want more, right? And so who is doing that activity? Say we're on a big push for, we need more conversations. We need more agreements signed. We need more appointments met, whatever that, that metric is that we're just kind of really um, going deep on at that moment, who is doing and displaying that and putting that, that knowledge into action around that theme and find the top two, three, four people that are doing that. And they are team captains. And then it gets fun. You just go playground style. All right. Who's who's number one? Lauren, who's your first pick? All right. Agent two, who's your first pick? And we just pick teams the old fashioned way. Um, and I think what is cool about that is it really creates that 
that empowers them. Number one, it gives the team members that that jolt of like they feel like they're a part of something like we didn't pick it for them. Like it's done by the team. Um, and like I, I was a I was um, a draft pick in our last call night. And like I felt the teamwork and camaraderie from the leader that wasn't me of bringing everyone together and infecting affecting that energy and that that excitement because it's like, all right, guys, let's pull this together. Here's our plan. Anyone need help for me? And it just like empowered other people to step up and it just made a massive difference. Yeah. And just to give you guys, uh, we did a Super Bowl theme for this call night and it was so much fun. We did 49ers and Chiefs and we're we're in Chiefs Nation. Um, so that lit a fire under um, everybody as well that was on the 49ers. How we chose captains was um, I took the top uh, buyer's agent that had the most signed agency agreements. I took the top listing agent that had the most listing agreements signed. And then who got to have the first draft pick by who who had the most um, action? So conversations. Um, I think I just went by conversations. I didn't go by dials. And it was so much fun. We did an official draft pick with them. And it took maybe like 15 minutes to do the like I mentioned before, the prep time was extremely minimal, but it was so much fun. Uh, one of the captains, he was extremely strategic. He's like, I'm picking the winners. He he knew everyone's action. Like the people on his team were solely action takers. He was, it was, it, was, it blew my surprise, mind. Surprise, his team yeah. blew the other team out of the water. Oh yeah, just, just we absolutely dominated. So, but it was just, there was so much fun and buy-in and commitment, um, not just in like once those teams were set, they had separate uh, team captain chats with their teams. Um, our role play was focused on um, handling the most objections during call night and making sure that we were prepared no matter what was thrown our way. Um, our sales meeting had um, stuff behind call night in it. Our huddles had reminders, and it was just, it, it was one for the books. It was, it was amazing. Well, there's a couple of things I want to highlight there is everyone wants, if I were to ask, do you want massive success in your business? Do you want massive results? Most salespeople are like, hell yeah. But how many people are willing to take the massive action required? So like, and this is like, let's, let's reflect on this. The team that won and call night. We're not going to mention the team name because the real Super Bowl winners were the Chiefs. But in call night, I was a part of the 49ers. Lauren was on my team, the 49ers. And that's the only game the 49ers won, but they won our call <laughs> night. And the team captain um, chose people based upon the activity and the action they had taken. That's how we chose everyone. And we absolutely dominated call night because action wins. So many people will say we're in a skill-based market. Skill matters. But you give me the action taker, the one that is coachable, willing to take the action all day long. All day long. That's who I will take um, because action develops that skill. And what happens at the skill if you don't take action? It dwindles. It starts going away. And you're relying on skill versus predictable business. And I think predictable businesses always win. And so my point there is massive action equals massive success. If you want that success in your life, it's there, but are you willing to take the massive action to get it right? And so massive action isn't, well, I had, I made 10 dials today. No. What else are you doing? If you are not doing a dollar productive activity as an agent, what, what are you doing? 
Like you're, you're making excuses for yourselves. And I just, I'm sorry, I want better for you. And that's just not, you need to be doing dollar productive activities. You need to be at, at least, at least two hours a day. If you're not doing two hours a day, one hour prospecting, one hour follow-up, then I don't know what, I don't have any advice for you. I just can't help you. Step one is you have to take the action. Now, if you're taking the action, now we can watch your game film. I can help you make improvements and we can actually build a predictable business. And I can give you a target of if you do this, you will get that. But it takes the action first. And so um, I just think it's important that we understand that the team that won, and I don't know the exact score because we 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 did different metrics for scores and different things too, but um, we blew them out. Of the way. It was like the, after the first quarter, it was over, right? Like there was no coming back. Um, but we still like motivated, inspired the other team and and kept trying to get them to, hey, let's see if you guys can win this quarter. And um, and so I just think I think it was really, really important that um, that we had that. So we still we had the competition, but we also had that teamwork because we wanted everyone to win. Right. And so as, as I'm breaking down the competition, I'm thinking through we had one winner, but we also to Lauren's po Lauren's point, we it was a four hour call night, um, which can you get agents to stay from four to eight p.m.? We did full house. Right because of the prep work because of everything that we just laid out for you that is why and i like i did a live video go look at my video and i did a video right after everyone except for one person was still over the top excited the other person was really excited they were just too tired to show their excitement um just because it was a long day right but it's the it's the consistency of that that got them to show up but we broke it down into four quarters for the super bowl and so we did 50 hours of activity and literally, if someone was walking up to go to the bathroom, we called them out and said, no, bathroom breaks in, in 10 minutes. Get back to calling. Right. Like that was the environment. But then in the 10 minutes, we spun the prize wheel. We gave out winners for that quarter who had the most activity, who had the most appointments. We, they would want to go on a smoke break. We had pizza. We had some beverages. Right. Like we made it fun. But we also you have to earn the fun. Get to work when it's time to work. Let's work. And then let's have fun after. And then the results that are produced, I mean, speak for themselves. Is is absolutely a great time, and um, I know I'm certainly looking forward to the next one. 100. Um, Lauren, I think we pretty much covered it. Um, I think the the thing that I wanna I wanna wrap up with is if you want that one cheater, um, send us a message. We'll send that to you. We'll break it down the process that we did. Um, it'll be a, a checklist style with details of of how we did that and how you can recreate it too. Um, like, to be honest, I have helped other teams recreate this process and have massive results in their business, too. And so this is the process. It's proven. It works. Um, I also think that it's important to like, well, maybe call nights aren't your thing. Cool. They should be. But if they're not cool, you should be calling each and every day anyway. And so how do you bring that energy, that environment? How can you take this process that has created massive results and bring it to your everyday business, whether you're an agent or a team leader? And I think that that's that's the momentum that you can really build in your business is by taking these concepts and applying them to your business, however you see fit running it, because these principles, these concepts, they work. Yeah. Lauren, any any final words that you have? Uh, no, I would just say if you're looking to dominate, this is an easy way to do it. And it's fun. It's exciting. You're helping people and you're making uh, a massive difference in, in your business. So and uh, like we mentioned before, um, your business partners with your agents, your business partners with yourself. 
um, always tie that in. What is this going to do for the $20,000 debt that you're trying to pay off? Or will this call night make a difference in you wanting to build your investment portfolio or to travel? Um, you have to be deeply rooted in what you are doing and how you're showing up each and every day. 100%. When you have those deep roots, then it makes these things way easier and you can actually accomplish those. Um, which is why it's important that you're with a, a leader. If you are a leader or you're with a leader that understands the importance of knowing that and going deep on those things, because um, motivation is only temporary. Um, I love the, a good motivational speech like the next guy, but discipline is the secret, not motivation. You have to be disciplined and rooted in your cause and to why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Awesome guys. Well, I appreciate you you listening. Um, this 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 podcast is growing quickly. We continue to get more and more listeners. I appreciate you guys. Um, I I would just ask that if you got value from this episode or any episode, share this with a friend. Um, we do this to give back. We're not selling anything. It's just purely value based. So share this with a friend. Um, maybe it'll help them too. If there's anything we can do to help, don't hesitate to reach out, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Lauren, thank you so much. Thanks, Matt. Take care.